The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Another episode of Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Let's start the episode off with some good news, boys. The fantasy app, it's back on, baby. About time. Thank goodness. How good. Now I can finally start my team, and I'm probably going to do it throughout the recording of this potty with the expert advice of Nick and Callum. Boys, welcome to another episode. Uh, This might be one of my favorite episodes for the preseason because we're talking about three great teams, including the Titans, the Green Machines, the Raiders, and the Rabbitohs with Latrell Mitchell. So uh, gear up, baby. This is going to be a great episode. All right, shall we get stuck into it, lads? The Gold Coast Titans. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cal, what's their draw looking like? It looks like a team that will probably finish in the wooden spoon. Well, that's not Simple good. That. <laughs> no. Um, mate, your team, it's actually not the worst. You've got the Tigers and Dragons straight up, so decent. But then you've got a couple of tough games, Storm Cowboys. Now, the, the buys round five, the first buy, so not ideal. Um, so I wouldn't really be loading up on Titans players, maybe one or two with mm. that buy so early. Um, and then you've got round 13, then round 16 for the other buys. So just around that origin period, which is great, because then the run home, they've got round 17 to 27. So you can pretty much stick and pick from that point on. All right. Let's get stuck into the players. Aaron Clark, baby. Last year, he started uh, most games at hooker, but this season looks to uh, uh, set to have a role at the club with um, Sam Barils, Barils signing as the main hooker. Now, with a starting price of 594k, um, break even of 41, do we like Aaron Clark's prospects? if he can land that starting lock position come round one, Nick. Mate, I, I just love your pronunciation of Verils there. <laughs> mate, this is your club, mate. You got to you got to yeah. get this pronunciation right now. Come on. Team. Once he starts playing in the okay. Titans, then I'll take interest. Come on. All right. I, I, I get that. I understand. It's, it's Verils. 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 Yeah, Verils. yeah, so Verils is playing hooker now and Aaron Clark's going to play lock. It looks like um, that's what happened at the end of last season as well. When uh, that young hooker was playing for the Titans, I forget his name. Cal, do you remember his name? Oh, geez, was it Booth? Booth, that's it. Name? Aaron Booth. He got injured though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. yeah unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, but he was going quite well. Anyway, yeah. Aaron Clark's going to be at the uh, starting lock with the dual position of hooker and mid. Um, now I did have him in my fantasy team, but. I think now with Tanner Boyd starting in the halves and Jaden Campbell on the bench, it's going to be quite interesting. I think Aaron Clark will only probably see 60 minutes max. And that probably puts him, what, at around a 45, maybe average at tops, probably, um, looking at his PPM from last year. So, and he's priced at 41, so it probably doesn't look like there's enough value there. What do you think, Callum? Yeah, well, he played three games at lock last year. Uh, on the starting side, 76, 45, 32 was his scores from those three games. And like he had the average of 51 from 57 minutes. But uh, yeah, I just think he's going to get more of those 45 scores, maybe 50. So I, I I wouldn't be really starting with him. He's not a bad option. And he's got that mid, well, he will have the middle and um, hooker duel like Brandon Smith. So 
you know, you, you could throw him on your bench, but to be honest, I'd be looking elsewhere to start off with. But he's not the worst option if you wanted to take that route. David Fafida, now he's been a gun for a few years. Uh, last season, he started a bit quieter than usual before finishing the season off strong with some decent scores. Now, look, he starts the season with a price tag of 771k, break even of 53. Cal, do we see Fafida going back to his old self this year? Hopefully, fingers crossed. And is he someone uh, for coaches to look to own? Um, uh I wouldn't be selecting Fafita straight away. I've seen a lot, lot of um, teams having him in there, um, but I don't think he's one that you should be starting with. I just think if you're wanting to go a gun edge, I'd probably be more inclined to go maybe an Angus Crichton over him. Yep. Um, but look, Fafita's definitely got that upside. We know what he can do. At, what, at some point in the season, I want to own him. I know, Nick, you got him later on um last season and he did all right for you almost won you a couple of games in fact i think he did win you a couple of games yeah he did um the last round he only got 34 though so that didn't yeah help. But he got an 83 and a 71 there mm. when i had him yeah, yeah and so he, he can pump out those scores yeah and when he started second row last year he averaged nearly well 57 and a half points mm. so that's basically nearly five points of you know gain there on his price so we expect him to be on that right edge you reckon yeah he'll be with uh tanner boyd because oh, i'm yeah. assuming tanner boyd's on that side and kieran fawn will go to the other side with Bo Fermel. yeah so you'd think so so that that's that's a uh, bonus because they both you know have those connections from junior football it's just whether or not the feeder is hungry and fit enough to actually want to do something is it um his contract season, his contract's going to be up? I It might be. It might be. Uh, if it is, it yeah. could be worth having a look at. Yeah. It's, not it's, a lot of money. it's a lot of money to spend on an edge, but um, I, can, I, right I, coach, I don't mind it. He would be unstoppable if they had the right coach, that's all. Do you reckon it's a coach, it's a problem? I, I think so. Like he's a big bop. Like, did you see how he ran over like three or four players to score his own tries late yeah. last year? Like, he, Justin didn't even know where to freaking put him. Uh, I I agree. Yeah. yeah. The only thing with Fafita that oh, the reason I'm not going to start with him probably is they have three buys up until round sixteen, whereas other teams like the Broncos and Rabbits don't even have a buy until round sixteen. So you're going to yeah. miss him three times. In those first probably, 16 weeks. Probably stay clear when it comes to David Fafita then. Yeah, oh, go for him probably, after round 16. Probably, oh. yeah, I think so. Great. Tino for Suamala Awi. Now, this bloke, he stepped up his game last year. Of course, he had the captaincy of the Titans for the 2021 season. Uh, sorry, from the 2021 season. Um, Priced at 771K, break even of 53. Uh, look, the pack's moving around slightly in the Titans. Um. Do we see Tino having a bigger role like last season? And will he get the minutes to justify him as a buy for our team? Um, I think Tino this year at one point will probably be, I'm not going to say a must own, but I think he can get around those 60 minutes, maybe even more being the captain at the club. And look, he was doing it last year, getting big minutes. If he can continue that, I think he will be someone uh, a lot of coaches will be wanting to own Probably someone that you ideally you want on your bench behind maybe, I don't know, the likes of 
Tarpney, Cotter, Haas, Murray mm. um, as your starters. So he'll be definitely someone to look at. I think he'll be a great pot option. I don't think a lot of people are going to jump on uh, early. How do I know? You know I'd, I'd pro- I probably wouldn't. I'd be more inclined to go others. Yep. Um, but I think he's going to be a great option, especially if he gets those minutes because his workload's unbelievable. Nick, let's talk about AJ Brimson. Now, he finished the year off playing at 5'8". Um, he, he had some decent scores entering the pod keeper territory at the end of the season. Look, starting this year, 665K, break even of 46. What What are your thoughts on uh, AJ? Well, he's going back to fullback now, and I don't think that's his better position really for fantasy scoring. Um, he was better at in the five eight. I'm just bringing up his fullback stats. So average of what forty two in his career at fullback. Yep. Um, which I mean is not too bad, but that's where he's priced. And last year it was only forty in the games he played at fullback, which was only like six games or seven games. So. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so to me, for the break-even of 46, I don't, you, you can't start with him. He's going to lose money according to the statistics there. So, wow. yeah, I don't... So he's probably started way too high with a high break-even, you reckon? Yeah, it's just because at 580, he was scoring a little bit better, you know, more involved in the play and hands on the ball. And he's, he's an attacking player. So, yep. yeah, yeah he is. Him. But, yeah, it looks like he's playing fullback. So maybe stay clear of AJ Brimson as well. Definitely, mate. Definitely. Beautiful. Uh, let's talk about this bloke. Oh, I've been waiting for this moment. It's been a few episodes, but we're here finally. Tanner Boyd, my Boyd. Oh, I love this guy. Starting halfback role for the Titans this year. Um, You know, 479K, break even of 33. He was an absolute cash cow last season. Absolute gem to have in your team. Can we just agree that Tanner Boyd is a must-have? And if not, your captaincy option this year? Calm down there, Chief. Calm down. He's not <laughs> captaincy material. Surely oh, not. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I tell you what, though. I think he's must-have. He's a must-have to start with that hooker and half. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he, he's a must-have. It's ridiculous. Nick. He's priced at 33, and he's averaged last year when he was playing at halfbacks, 48.2. That's only from five games, but and that, that included 27 against the Storm. So the rest of the games, he was scoring pretty good. Yeah, he was. And I just think he's going to do it. Because like you look at Foran, right? He only averaged 84.5 kick metres last season. Yes, that was alongside Cherry Evans. But Boyd can you know, do pretty much the same in terms of kick meters because the last year he averaged, I think it was like 340 odd per game. So he can easily do the same, if not more. Nick, you reckon simple by Tanner Boyd? Yeah, he's got to be in your team. Has to be. I love it. He's the reason that I came second last year in our league, boys. Just saying, Tanner Boyd, put the captaincy on him. If not the captaincy, vice captaincy, do it. You won't regret it. You heard it first here on the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. All right, that's the Titans. Uh, Cal, can I just come back to what you said previously, mate, where you thought that they were headed for the wooden spoon? Do you believe that that is the case? Or do you think that they could actually prosper and potentially make the top eight? I don't know. It's a bit worrying when you have fans uh, questioning their own coach. So it doesn't leave. <laughs> it's not, not the greatest. Um, look, I don't think they're top eight. 
Um, I reckon they'll probably finish between 10 and 14. 10 and 14. I reckon. All right, beautiful. Let's move on to the Green Machines. Cal, the Raiders, how's the uh, start of their season looking? Quite nice. Quite nice. Um, they've got a couple of easier games, a few harder ones as well, so good little mixture. First buy is round eight, and then that's followed by round 16, then round 20. Um, so not the worst, really. It's spread out a lot compared to other clubs. Um, I think if you're wanting to start with some Raiders, you can probably afford to go probably the maybe, maybe two. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be – they're going to be a good team this year. I have a feeling that they'll probably make the top eight. Let's talk about a bloke who last year I would have called Tapine, but this year we love him as Tarpany. Now, he was on the middle forward to improve. Oh, how good were they last season getting some consistent football at the Raiders? Now, starting price, 790K, break even of 55. Joe Tarpany, is he just a no-brainer like last year or what? Um, well, I'll start here. I, I, I like him, but he, in the past, he's been sort of avoided because he is inconsistent with his minutes. Like Ricky Stewart was giving him inconsistent minutes, which led to inconsistent scores. Mm. Um, but he seemed to sort of, uh, midway through the year, sort of get the high, high minutes more often. And he, and he scored a lot of high points. He got 90, I think against the Broncos that game. Yeah. All over the place, yeah. And I think he's in his prime of his career right now. He's one of the younger, like, more experienced guys, but he's still pretty young in the pack there. So he's going to have the the majority of the minutes to play. Adam Elliott's, you know, gone. So, um, and Josh Papali'i is sort of playing less and less minutes every year. So it looks like Tarpany um, will take the bulk of the minutes, a bit like uh, Tino at the Titans. And I just think Joe Tarpany is a, be- is a better fantasy scorer than Tino. Um yeah, I'm not sure if I can fit him in my team. He's been in and out, but definitely someone you could take for sure. I want him so badly in my team to start off with. Like, do you reckon when he's going to get a, above 50 minutes? He should probably get like 55, you reckon? Wouldn't yeah, for, I reckon for sure he should, yeah, looking yeah. at their, their squad. And also, he doesn't play Origin because he's, you know, Kiwi. So Exactly, yeah. That's another bonus of having him. You're never going to have to trade him out, you know, probably. Yeah, and another thing, like, during the off-season, I know a lot of people have been saying, oh, you can't trust the Raiders with their minutes, but he signed on now until the end of 2027 season. So they see him as the future leading into um, their campaign, obviously. And, he, yeah, he's just going to be their main forward because you have the likes of um, Papali, who's getting older. So he, he has been their leader, and Tarpney should just take over now, and they can slowly ease Josh back a little bit, I think, and Joseph will just... Carve up. All right. Uh, a bloke who had a pretty interesting season last year, Xavier Savage. He's uh, secured the starting fullback position at the club while a couple of people were injured. Uh, priced at 452K, break even of 31. Callum, do we see Savage as someone who could score better this season? I think he can score better than what he did last year. Like last year, he came in. And he was still a, a rookie, so having a full year, um, training with the the team, full preseason as well, I think he's someone that can score better, might have some upside. 
Um, but look, I probably wouldn't go near him. I'd probably put him as a void to start with. I'm not sure what you're thinking, Nick. Uh, look, he's not a he's not a terrible option. Um, no, he's not terrible. Uh, but... Looking at the Raiders' first seven rounds, you know they've got Cowboys, Sharks, and Panthers who they're probably going to lose to. Maybe they still have a chance in those. And then they got Dolphins, Knights, Broncos, and Dragons, which you have no idea what what's going to throw up there. So potential to score some decent points in those games, to be honest. And he's he's only going to get better. You assume he's pretty young, so the more experience he's he's getting will help him. He he averaged. 35 and a half last year. So I'm, I'm expecting that to go up slightly, um, you know, maybe towards the 40 if he can, but maybe just have an eye test in the trials and see. So with a break, even of about 31, if he looks good in the trials, you know, he, he can easily average 40, I think. So yeah. it's not a bad option, really. Let's move on. Hudson Young, uh, always been fantasy relevant, but is someone who, uh, flies under the radar a bit in terms of ownership. Look, he starts the year off priced at 771k, and with that, has a break even of 53. Now, Callum, is he someone again to look at for their edge position if you were wanting to start with a gun edge? Yeah, look, I was gonna try and get him in my team last year, um, but I decided to go another another way. He had a few quieter games, and that just steered me away from it a little bit, but. He's always been someone that I've wanted. Um, in terms of starting with him, I just don't think you can. He's too expensive. Like he's the same price as Fafita, and I'd take Fafita over Hudson Young to start with. Um, but he he's definitely someone that you'd be wanting to look at as the season goes on because he has the capability of scoring quite well. And you're not quite sure as well during this Origin uh, period this year with New South Wales losing last year, they might try like change up the squad a little bit, and Hudson Young might be. In that squad, so if that's the case, then you wouldn't go near him until after that origin period. But I think he's going to be probably easily within the top five edges um, come the end of the season. Nick, Corey Horsburgh uh, played last season off the bench, but with Adam Elliott moving to the Knights, Horsburgh might be able to sneak into the starting side, mate. As Locke, priced at 590k, break even of 41. Bit of value in him or what? I think there is, mate, um, and I have got him in my team at the moment, and I'm, I'll tell you why. So <laughs> last year, <laughs> the big red, yeah, big red, get him in, eh? Who did we compare him to? Was that Humps last year in the group chat? Yeah, he loved that. Shout out to Stephen. <laughs> yes, the chief destroyer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Horsburgh last year, last season. 41 and a half points in 43 minutes. So that's basically a point per minute. Um, now, he only started prop twice, which is basically lock. Well, he only started twice and he got 46 and 68. So that 68 had a try in it. Um, so looking at that, if he goes up to 50 minutes, which he has played a couple of 50-minute games, I feel like he can he can probably get to that 50 average Nelly. Now, now mids mids at this price are a bit hard to come by. Um, I'm sort of tossing up between him, um, Adam Elliott as well. He's gone to the Knights. Yep. It's a little bit more expensive. So, yeah, I, I feel like I thought... it's, it's better toss of the coin really between those two. 
I just think Horsbra seems to score better. It's just if he gets the minutes or not is the is the question. Do you well, think he, he, he played big minutes? Oh, sorry, Ross. No, I was going to ask. Do you think he will, Nick? I think he, he's. I think he has to sort of play fifty minutes. Just just looking at their lineup here, because as I said, Papali he's not going to play a lot. Tarpany should play, uh, I guess, majority. They have the the hooker rotation going. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. His stats last year in New South Wales Cup were pretty good, weren't they? Horsburgh. I'm pretty sure he scored like over a point a minute almost. Or around that point a minute. So Yeah, well between But round... he obviously had a lot more minutes yeah. in that. Yeah, and between round seventeen and twenty one he would have played in New South Wales Cup. I don't have them here. And the rest yeah. of the time he was in the, the Raiders team. So Yeah. He is interesting and he's not owned by a lot of people. That's why I've sort of made bit of a dark horse, Nick. Bit of a dark horse. Yeah, sort of, you know. I don't know. It's an interesting option. I don't mind it. I don't mind Big Red. He's a good player. All right. Speaking of good players, Corey, Harawi, and Naira. Hopefully I got that right, boys. Did I? Pretty good. Pretty good attempt. I'll claim it. Now, this is another option for Ricky Stewart to start with at lock alongside Horsburgh and uh, with Elliot departing. Now, he's a bit of a cheaper option in price if he does get that spot over Horsburgh. Uh, with a starting price of 517k, break even of 36. Callum, if he can secure that spot at lock, is he someone to maybe consider? Um, I probably wouldn't go. Like when he starts at lock, um, Hara Inara has a career average of 37.7. That's from 55 minutes. So it, look, it's not the worst uh, PPM, but he's more damaging on that edge. And to be honest, I think he'll probably maybe have that rotation of coming on and playing on an edge. Um, he might play in the middle, but yeah, on on that edge, he has an average of, I think it's in the mid forties from roughly 70 minutes. So it's a lot better than when he starts at lock. And if he somehow gets a spot on the edge, like ideally that'll be the position that we want him in. If he gets a edge spot and he can play those 70, 80 minutes, then I'd be looking at him. But if he's named at lock, I would just avoid and, try and go for the people that are average, well, not average, but price similar to him. Love it. All right, Nick, move on to you, mate. Jamal Fogarty, injured for a bit last year, scored decently when he was on the team, averaging close to 50 come the season end. Now, Fogarty uh, starts the season off at 723K, break even of 50. Someone to look at as an alternative option to start with of half? Or is he someone who is good enough to have paired with uh, top guns at half for your team this season? Well, he's a bit of an interesting option. I was looking at him and then sort of am moving in other directions, I think, now. He did have a really good end of the season last last season. Um, obviously, coming back from that injury, it's always going to be difficult mid-season. And I think he did quite well coming to a new club. So... Looking at the Raiders, I feel like they're going to do pretty well this season. I'm looking at their draw as well. It's not too bad to start the season. So that's what interested me in Fogarty. Um, However, I I sort of looked back into the stats a bit more and he doesn't really get, you know, he's not really going to get you much more than 55 points very often. Yeah. With a break even at 50. So is it worth going him and then Nico Hines and Cleary, one of them, spending that much money in, in their in their halves there 
um, or not. You know, you've got to consider that. He obviously doesn't play Origin. You've got Matt Burton, 5K less than him, but Matt Burton does play Origin. So do you think Matt Burton's going to be that much better than Fogarty? I don't know. You've obviously got Hastings, who's about 70K less. He's not going to play Origin either, but at a new club. So do you take that risk? Or um, you've also got Ben Hunt as well, who's an Origin player, who's 70K less. So, you know, it's a bit of an interesting way up here. So I've leaned into the no category just because I don't think there's enough value there um, to make any money. And I don't think he's going to be a keeper at the end of the season. So therefore, why am I going to put him on my team just to trade him out at some point? So that's why I went no. But I wouldn't mind if you had him in your team, to be honest. But Callum, what do you think? It's an interesting option. Yeah, I personally wouldn't go him. I'd go someone cheaper, um, especially if you're going to have clearer hinds with him. But if you're going to go an alternative route, then I'd probably still be looking at Look, I'd probably even go Cherry Evans over him. I know he's a little bit more expensive, but I'd be looking elsewhere if if, if you're not going to go Hines uh, or Cleary. But Fogarty, look, oh, you could go him, but th- I just think there's better options, especially to start the season. All right. Good luck to the uh, Green Machines. Good luck to you, Humps, and uh, hopefully they do better than last season, mate. Let's move on to the last team we'll be talking about in this preview, which is the Rabbitohs. Some big key players when it comes to fantasy lads. And we're going to start off with the draw, Callum. A pretty tough draw to begin off their season. But in terms of when they've got their first buy, it's actually not too bad. Yeah, it's quite nice. So as you mentioned, tough draw. Round one, Sharks, Panthers, Roosters, Seagulls, Storm. Slightly easier, Bulldogs, Dolphins. Then Panthers, Broncos, Storm. Oh, just not fun. Um I could probably even see them maybe, geez, one from five in that first five games. Could be a difficult start for them. But as you said, the buys, this is magic. Round 16. That's so good. Round 16 is their first buy. After that, though, round 20, that's, yeah, that's okay. But this is where it gets a little bit tricky. Um, I know for our head-to-head league, we're finishing round 26 this year. not going to go to round 27. So you can't have any Rabbitohs players because they have the buyer that round. So I know a lot of leagues are very similar. They're finishing round 26. Um, so hopefully you'll still have those eight trades that you get given from round 20. And if you have the likes of Murray, um, Latrell Mitchell, or even Damian Cook, because they're the, the three guns who we'll talk about, um, you want to have those trades in hand so you can move them on. Sounds good. Let's move on to the players. Nick Cameron Murray, the Murray Muncher, best middle forward in fantasy last season, starts this season at a premium price of 904K, break even of 62. Is Cameron Murray the best middle forward to start with this year? <laughs> I can't get over that. Name you introduced him as. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, yes, he's the best middle forward to start with, but got to consider a few things. I did have him in my team until last night, as Callum knows. Um, yep. <laughs> I keep changing it all the time. But the reason why I think it's not a good idea to start with Murray, I know that a lot of people have said it's a good idea, and I don't actually disagree with that, like put the captaincy on it maybe, especially those weeks that Cleary and Hines are out because they have a buy early, then you can just chuck it on Cameron Murray. But 
as you saw last year, he's very susceptible to those head knocks. And I don't want to be, I continue to get stuck with people with head knocks or injuries every year. So I've sort of taught myself out of him. Spending spending 900K on a forward who gets head knocks a lot is probably not an ideal situation you want to put yourself in. Um, so that's why I've leaned away from it. However, obviously has got the buy in round 16, first buy. So he's going to play a lot of games before then. He does play Origin though, so just consider that. Um, but for me, I would prefer to go someone maybe like a Payne Haas or a Tarpany who they don't get injured very often, like head knock wise. Like I know Payne Haas was injured last year. I feel like Payne Haas is very undervalued compared to obviously Murray. And Murray is pretty susceptible to to injury. So I don't know. That's why I've leaned away from him. But a lot of people are very high on him this year. So Callum, are you going to put him in your team? Um, like yourself, mate, I've had him in my team. Um, I also have not had him in my team. Uh, I like the idea of starting with him, but it is there is that risk there of the head knocks, like you said. And to be honest, I think Haas can average... Look, he could probably even average somewhat similar to Murray. Murray probably will have the upper hand on him come the end of the season by probably maybe one or two points. But Haas, when fit, is one of the better options to start with. And I've always started with Payne Haas. I'm not sure if I will this year. Um, just given, you know, the Broncos, I don't know what's doing at that club. I don't want to put, give myself a headache. Um, but I think, yeah, Murray, if you're wanting to go with him, I like the idea. But to be honest, I wouldn't have him as my gun set there as the captain. I'd want him ideally with a Cleary or Hines and put them as the captain. And then Murray will be there for when Cleary or Hines have their buy because he's going to be the next best captaincy option. Love it. All right, let's move on. Latrell Mitchell. Now, look, he made such an impact when he came into the uh, back into last season, end of the year, which was fantastic. Uh, one of the best winger fullbacks to own, in my opinion, and I think you boys can agree with me. Once again, Latrell will be up there in the conversation as top tier, uh, priced at 777k, break even of 54. Nick, do we think that Latrell is someone to own from the get go? No, <laughs> no, because you just got to look at the draw. And then you compare that to James Tedesco, who's at the same price. And look at their draw, which we will cover in a future episode. And then you should see that Tedesco should be your option over Latrell. Um, however, I really want to own Latrell. I've never owned him before in fantasy, I don't think. Really? I don't think I have. Wow. Maybe, maybe when he was at the Roosters, maybe. I but yeah. the last few years I haven't I haven't owned him. And it's just I do want to. I, I feel like he's gonna have a really good season. Um yeah, but he relies on the attacking attacking stats a bit to to get his um you know his score up there and against those tough teams early. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's going to you know give me those scores I want early. So I'm I'm leaning away from Latrell. Mm-hmm. Callum, I'm pretty sure you're the same. Yeah, yeah. At that price, if you're wanting to get someone who's premium, you just look over James Tedesco, as you said, Nick got a better draw. Exact same price. Teddy's he'll come out. He'll probably score a hundred round one. So, and I don't think Latrell's gonna do that. Latrell's very important for the Rabbitohs. Um, and he'll be doing a lot of work, but I just think Teddy's the better option. 
Latrell looked to maybe get him after that origin period, but as I've said, well, beforehand about their buy being the last round of the head-to-head for, for us and for most people in round 26, you just have to have a plan if you do get him after that origin just to get rid of him. But at this point of time, it's an easy decision. you got to go Teddy over him. Sweet. So we can. So you boys think Teddy over Latrell? Easy. Done. Yeah. Remember that. All right. Damien Cook uh, was the best hooker in fantasy as well last season. And without a doubt, uh, he will be up there again this year. The most expensive hooker coming in, 945000 Higher break even this year of sixty five. Now, do we think that he's too expensive to start with this year going into the season, Nick? He is more expensive than I would like him to be. Um, in saying that, though, I think he does have a point to prove. Like he got benched in Origin for Api Corusau. Um, in my opinion, I I think Cook is a way better dummy half than Api Corusau. Um, but you know, obviously, New South Wales thought different. Um, I and he hasn't won a comp like well, he has won a competition. Sorry, I'm pretty sure in 2014 he was there, wasn't he, Callum? But I don't know if he was starting. Happy Coruscant, happy Coruscant was there, and they also had, had um Luke, yeah. So, Cook time. wasn't there, so Cook didn't no. win, that. yeah. So, you know, he's been so close to winning, I feel like he. <laughs> He would want to do everything he can to to play well for the Rabbits. So, yes, I do want him in my team. But the, the problem is, when am I going to get him? Um, they also have Mamazulius hanging around on the bench, probably. We'll have to, have to check the team list. But if Mamazulius is on the bench instead of Blake Taff, which I personally think they probably should do, because, well, I don't know, Blake Taff doesn't, can't play hooker. That's his problem. If Blake Taft could have played hook, can play hooker, then he should be on the bench. But I'm not really sure what, what they're going to do there. If Mamazulis is on the bench, Damien Cook's going to get rested some some games, I'm assuming. So he's probably not worth the the price tag he is at at the moment. Yeah. So it's difficult. Uh, maybe try and look at waiting in, into those two buys there in round 16 and 20. He might sort of drop in price around that, that time, around round 16 possibly. Um, and then pick him up there. Um, I think I'm going to have to do that. You know, he's just too much money, I think, at the start of the season. Even if Mamazoulis isn't there, they still have um, Saliva Havili who can play. I know he's been playing in the middle, but he can still play hooker. He is a hooker. So Damien Cook, he might get rested even if Mamazoulis isn't there and Taft's on the bench. And he might even only play 70 minutes. So you got to keep that in mind. But like Nick said, he's too expensive. And to be honest this year, I don't even know if I'm going to try and chase him. I wanted to last year, but I decided just to know I'm happy to go the second and third option, Harry Grant and Reese Robson. I'm, to be honest, I'm probably going to do the same this year. Yep. All right. Done. Uh, Milne, Cal. Milne, uh, as we know, he starts the year off suspended and has one game left to serve from the suspension. Now, he starts the year off at 363K, break even of 25 he has a center and winger fullback dual position. Is he someone to look at once he has finished his suspension? And if he is named, come round two. Yeah, I don't know at this stage, hey. Like, I don't know if he'll get that position back come round two. There's a lot of reports that Isaac Thompson, who we're gonna we'll discuss after this, yeah, um, will have that position. Um, but look, if, if he does 
get the spot back round two after that suspension. He'd be worth considering. Um, you know, he's he's a winger who'll be playing who you can play in your centers in your team, and that's pretty good because he'll probably have more upside um, than most people around that price that are just the center position. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I don't think you can go near him. I'd probably stay clear. And well, you're going to have to anyway until that round two, but you can maybe even afford to wait and just watch, see how he goes and see if they opt for the um, other player who we'll talk about next. All right. Speaking of which, Isaac Thompson, uh, he's played a couple of games last season on the wing and should be there round one. Uh, like you were saying, Cal, for the Rabbitohs. Uh, he is reasonably cheap, 319k, lowish break even as well of 22. Are we looking at Isaac Thompson as someone who can start in our teams um, in that dreaded center position, Nick? <laughs> well, so it will be a center and a wing fullback duel when we start the season, which is good. The problem is, though, he could play round one and then Tane Milne could be in a team and you're stuck with someone who's not going to play. That is the risk you take here. But from the reports that I have heard, and Callum just mentioned it before, people are saying that Isaac Thompson is ahead of Tane Milne now. Um, so if that is the case, then yes, I would select Isaac Thompson but I'm not sure of that yet. Maybe we'll get a fair idea in those trial games um, and see who they name. If they name Tane Milne on the wing instead of Isaac Thompson, then stay away from Thompson. Yeah, well, if if Thompson gets that go, like he had, was it two games last year, 49 and 32? Um, he had a try in both those games. But look, you can score tries. Rabbitohs, they're a top team. Nick said the job security, yeah, but... The main trial I'd be looking to is that Charity Shield match between the Dragons yep. or whoever they name on that right wing will most likely be what they're going to go with even when Milne's back, like Nick was saying. So at the moment, I have him. I really hope he gets that spot. I just think he's going to be great, but we're just going to have to wait and watch for the trials and just go from there. Simple as that. Easy done. All right, those are our three teams that we've um, had a preview of. The Titans and the Rabbitohs. Cal, you got our next three, mate? Yeah, uh, we got the West Tigers, Parramatta Eels, and the Manly Seagulls. Oh, riveting stuff. I cannot wait for this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, beautiful. That is uh, another preview done. Remember, you want to follow us on social media, you can do so via Facebook. Just search up uh, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. On Instagram at NRL uh, Three Blokes NRL Fantasy, but of course, if you're new to the uh, potty, if you have any questions for Nick and Callum, their expertise on who you should start the season with, don't hesitate. Send us through a DM. And of course, Nick loves to finish off each episode with his final thoughts or what it's come to a final joke. So, uh, come on then. What is it? Righto, mate. This is the joke. Are you ready for it? What's the difference between childbirth and supporting the Titans? What is it, Nick? Supporting the Titans is more painful. (laughs) 